You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mella, and you're listening to Bell Book and Candle. Our guest today is Benji Share of Benji Share Coaching. There's a fine line between emotional awareness and spiritual awakening, and that is where Benji thrives as a mentor and teacher. Guiding people to emotional mastery, Benji bridges the gaps between psychology, spirituality, and philosophy. Those three realms are all intrinsically connected in Benji's completely unique and yet intuitively and compellingly simple approach to self-love and emotional mastery. Growing up with a deep existential need for answers, Benji's academic background was in philosophy and world religions. But that academic search left him pessimistic at the soul level about our ultimate role in this universe and the purpose of life. It wasn't until after a dark night of the soul and a spiritual awakening of his own that he was forced to dive more deeply into his own inner healing in order to rediscover his true purpose and learn the skills, tools, and techniques that he teaches to clients today. Welcome, Benji. Hi, Mela. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about what we're going to talk about today, and there's just so many subjects that we could chat about, but... The one particular theme that I thought our listeners would be interested in was the idea of twin flames. Now, I have read and heard so much information about it, and it's so conflicting, so I want to understand as much as anyone else. So would you mind giving us an explanation first of just what a twin flame even is? Absolutely. Now, I I do want to preface this by saying that Everyone is entitled to their own viewpoint on this. A twin Mm -hmm. flame is not something that we can like, we can have a debate (laughs) about it and then we're going to go off to the side and take a twin flame and put it under a microscope and and be able to reveal, no, this is what a twin flame actually is. So, you know, so for anyone listening who doesn't necessarily resonate with what I have to say, that's fully fine. But I would say like, you know, I've, I've been on the twin flame journey for a few years now and I really do find that I have progressed through it more stably and more quickly than a lot of people. And it's, I I feel like I've learned the lessons of it in ways that a lot of people sort of get stuck with. So Mm -hmm. I do hope that your listeners will take, you know, something from this. So as far as what a twin flame is, it's, it's very hard to describe. It's a very, it's a very particular and unique dynamic relationship and connection that you have with a particular person on this planet sometimes it's said that you know twin flames don't actually get born at the same time so it could be you know someone who's kind of on the other side of the veil guiding us but for now it's a connection that you have with someone on this planet who this is the way that i describe it through an intense love for them and through the intense pain of being separated from them, which does always tend to happen with twin flames, they spark your awakening. Mm -hmm. That is the core element of it. That's what separates a twin flame from a soulmate or a twin flame from a karmic partner. It's this immense love that sort of gets activated in you when you 
come together with this person. And then that intense love combined with the sort of psychological and trauma-based dynamics going on within each one of the parties creates this separation between them. So that the intensity of the love that you feel for each other is too much. It doesn't, it's not sustainable in particular because of the, you know, the way that masculine wounds tend to form and feminine wounds tend to form. Now, that's not male versus female, but mm -hmm. those of your listeners who are on the twin flame journey will have heard the terms, you know, divine feminine and divine masculine or wounded feminine and wounded masculine. So it, it has to do with the way that we process trauma and the defense mechanisms that we put up as a result of it. So as most of your listeners, and as I'm sure you know, you know, most of our lives, we tend to be living in this very sleeping state. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're, uh, we're unconscious of our own patterns, unconscious of ourselves as spiritual beings, unconscious of a lot of the things that we're doing in our emotions and our traumas and all that sort of stuff. And that's how we live our lives. And then the twin flame comes into your life and activates this deep love inside of you that hasn't been activated before because there's just something about the frequency of the two of you together that mm. you know that's the way i look at you know one frequency just sort of sparks something in the other person that hasn't been touched in a while <laughs> that love starts growing starts becoming very intense and in general twin flames tend to have this is just the average you know it can be very different but tends to have let's say three to six months of pure bliss together before one of the parties starts getting overwhelmed by the feelings here. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that we would call the masculine. So the feminines tend to carry the wound of unconditional love that has never been returned to us. And mm -hmm. in my twin flame dynamic, I was actually the feminine and she was the masculine. So I was carrying my wounds and, and dealing with my wounds in a way that I was constantly seeking love, constantly seeking approval, constantly desperately seeking this connection with someone that my heart knew existed, but had never been able to feel in this realm. So I was desperately seeking unconditional love. And when that part of me got activated, oh my God, it was just like, it was completely overwhelming. And then my twin flame she is very closed off emotionally. And when this love started kind of becoming real, it freaked her out mm -hmm. and she needed to push me away. And she eventually revealed that as mm -hmm. well, that like she knew she thought she was protecting me when she pushed me away because she knew that she wasn't ready to feel, she wasn't ready to love. She wasn't, you know, she, she didn't have that inside of her and she has admitted and like she knows very well how she's a little cut off from her emotions. So when that happened, she felt the need to push me away. And that's what create, created what we know in the twin flame journey as the runner chaser dynamic. So one party deals with their trauma by pushing away love mm -hmm. and the other party deals with their trauma by desperately seeking love. Mm -hmm. And because of the connection that exists between the two parties, that then creates a cycle where 
you're each just kind of constantly hurting each other and constantly pushing each other's buttons in that very specific way because they both parties do love each other there is mm -hmm. love there but it's buried underneath a lifetime's worth of trauma that neither of us know how to deal with and it is because of those feelings and because of those connections because of that dynamic that we then get pushed onto this inner healing journey mm. and that is what twin flames is really all about it's about the journey of healing that you get pushed onto it's not actually about the other person mm -hmm. and that's where things kind of get a little complicated i have a question does it have to be a romantic partner because what you're talking about sounds like something that i have had with a really good friend of mine so in general what i would say is it doesn't have to be a romantic partner in theory it could be a family member it could be a friend it could be anything but in my experience personally without that romantic element it's a little hard to get to those extremes of the dynamic that mm. then spark this awakening so it is theoretically possible but personally i find it hard to imagine exactly because mm. like i said it's that intense love and the intense pain of being away from them yeah. that sparks this awakening and it was like the intensity was such that it was beyond what I could imagine from this earth, from this life. It was a feeling that was so intense that it shocked my soul into recognizing that there is more to this world than the physical reality because there was no way in a physical reality that I could explain those feelings that I had for her. And it took me months to move from, you know, oh, wow, I can't stop thinking about this person and that's kind of weird, to Jesus Christ, I seriously can't <laughs> stop thinking about this person. What the <laughs> hell is going on? Something is weird in this world. Like, I I had, uh, my whole life came crumbling down. Everything shut down. I was running a recording studio at the time. I was working a couple of jobs that I loved. Everything in my life was perfect. And I just, when she started pushing me away, I couldn't focus on anything i couldn't do anything and it took me like from from the time that she started pushing me away it took me three months then to realize like oh wow i guess i love her and then it took wow. me like another six months to realize something is really weird here this is mm -hmm. beyond love this is beyond romance this is like in, in the times when i was viewing it from the more spiritual viewpoint the only explanation that I could come up with, because Twin Flames teaches us that you and this person are already together on the 5D and that you're both in pain, you're both trying to wake each other up, you're both a team trying mm -hmm. to lead each other towards your greatest selves and towards your awakening. And the only explanation that made sense to me at the time was that her soul was crying out to me in the fifth dimension. Because mm. I was, even though I had a lot to deal with and a lot to heal in and of myself, I was further along my emotional healing journey than she was. I was in a better emotional place than she was. And my interpretation of like, why can I not stop thinking about this person for even a minute, for even a, you know, a second, it's, mm -hmm. it's insane, was that we were separated at the time and her soul was desperately asking for my help at the time. Like, no, you can't abandon me. You need to be here. You need to stay because I'm still stuck. I'm still trapped in this three-dimensional world and in all my pain. And please, for the love of God, Benji, you need to 
not exactly like there's complicated dynamics in how this all works, but you need to continue on this journey. And that's the way it gen generally works, that the, that the feminine wakes up first, sparked by this. Or actually it's said, and it's it has been true in my journey also, that the masculine is actually kind of awake first, in the sense that she was more open to spirituality than I was when we first met. I was very resistant to a lot of these things. I wasn't yet ready to accept, um, you know, the reality of us existing in other dimensions, even though I was desperately searching for that knowledge my whole life. So she was more open to spirituality than I was. And then it's said that the masculine goes back to sleep so that the feminine can wake up. Yeah. And, you know, what's really weird about all of this is so there's the romanticized twin flame journey that a lot of people get stuck on. And then there's the the lessons of it, the wisdom of what is actually happening in multiple dimensions and how this is supposed to put you onto your mission work and into your healing journey and into your true power and all that sort of stuff. And all of those things that are said in the wisdom of the twin flame journey basically never, like has turned out to be true. But then there's the romanticized versions of it where there are things that I believed along the way that also turned out not to be true. Mm. So it's a very weird and confusing journey. But to answer your question or to come back to it, like <laughs> it's possible for mm -hmm. it to be anyone. But I do personally believe that it requires that intensity, that longing, that that desperate need to be next to this person. And that without that, it's kind of hard to hit the extreme emotions that are necessary to spark that awakening. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's making me think of a lot of things in, in regards to this person that I feel like might be my twin flame because I'm married. I've been married for 25 years. So there was there was no romance and, and he was with someone as well. But we were such good friends. And then it, he really did push me to get to know myself, to heal a lot of things and to really get to where I am today he had a lot to do with that but it all broke down and I ended up just really having to set boundaries and and I never thought that I'd ever say this to someone that I love so much but you know I basically said if you get away from me and I cannot even be your friend anymore and when you're ready to be my friend come back and then for several years I missed him so much and I kept praying for him and I just was almost like telepathically we could, we knew what each other was saying um, we did dungeons and dragons together and our characters would say that we would be role playing and we would say what the other person's character was saying and stuff it was really weird yeah. i know that's really weird people are thinking oh my god mel is a nerd i am a nerd <laughs> I am. Why? Because of a D&D? No. I've never actually played it myself, but only because, you know, it never really found its way into my world. <laughs> I have nothing but admiration and respect for it. It's it's awesome. I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm a witch. And so I'm casting this spell that maybe I shouldn't, but I'm saying, call me, call me. I had not had any contact. I didn't even know where he was in the world. And I just kept saying, call me. I just want to know you're okay. Call me. And that sucker texted me out of the blue years later and then it all fell apart again it's like i shouldn't have done that i don't even know why i did that and i'm thinking oh i've screwed up so bad <laughs> yeah well there's a lot that definitely sounds like the twin flame journey in there and there but there's also so 
you know, as we were mentioning before we started recording, I've been on on a very heavy mission lately to try and find the line between, you know, spirituality mm. and science and pseudoscience and keeping in mind that I'm very much with you. I believe in the other side of things, but I, yeah. I also believe that when we open up to the spiritual side of things, we also sometimes lose track. Mm you know, where that line is or what's real and what isn't. So, you know, you say that you spent a year and a half, you know, thinking these thoughts of, you know, please text me, please text me, you know, at least let me know that you're okay kind of thing. And then you say out of the blue, he did, which is true perhaps. But if you spent a year and a half doing that, then like, you know, with someone that you're close enough to, it's kind of bound to happen eventually. So, you know, it's hard for us to gauge what is real because I was doing the same thing as you. Um, during the period where I was, you know, initially separated from her and feeling all of that pain, I was doing the exact same things, you know, meditating and sending out these messages to mm -hmm. her of like, please get in touch, please get in touch, especially because the twin flame journey teaches us that it does happen, that it will happen. It teaches us that when the feminine achieves, let's say 90% of her healing, you know, when she truly steps into her power and steps into her mission work, which for me, my mission work was the, the work that I'm doing now, teaching other people how to heal their emotions. Like everything that I teach was sparked by the twin flame journey. I don't mm. teach it through the lens of the twin flame journey, but it's all of the emotional healing that I was pushed yeah. onto. So I was doing very much the same because I was told through the twin flame wisdom that like when the divine feminine, you know, steps into her power and starts her mission work and is living her true life in that best form, then then the divine masculine can can reach out again or at least can be ready to change. So I spent a lot of time like in meditation, actively sending out those messages to her of like, please get in touch, please get in touch. You know, I just want to know like really all I wanted throughout so much of this was confirmation yeah. that she felt in some way about me the way that I felt about her because the whole twin flame thing, it broke my reality. Like that's what opened me up to my spiritual awakening. Like it's something that I was going through, but didn't acknowledge until I came across the term twin flames. And here's the interesting thing. I, I very much believe that true twin flames in general tend not to know about twin flames until they've experienced it. Mm -hmm. Because what happens a lot of the time is that people who hear about twin flames before they've experienced it, and this is a big warning to everyone that's listening right now. If you don't believe that you have already been experiencing this, then beware about what you're taking from this talk. Because mm -hmm. what happens a lot of the time is people hear about this concept of twin flames and it's such a romantic kind of idea that they try and place this label onto relationships where it doesn't necessarily belong. But Twin Flames is something that has to be felt in order to be understood and in order to be believed. So I was sending out these messages to her, just desperately hoping for some confirmation that I'm not crazy. Like I, I, I felt in me that, that she feels the same way about me as I do about her, but that she was pushing me away. And I just desperately wanted that validation, but it wasn't until I did enough healing and outgrew all of that and no longer needed the validation. It wasn't until I was genuinely ready to move on in a certain extent. That's when she magically got back in touch the way that is predicted through the twin flame journey. And it really was like nothing short of miraculous when she did wow. get in touch. Now there was 
some real drama in the context of how and why she got back in touch, which unfortunately I don't feel comfortable sharing because it's part of her story, not part of mine. But she was in a very dark place when she reached back out. Mm. That's all that I'll say. And it it really was like she was like a whole different person wow. when she reached out in those moments. It's like she was reading out of the psychiatrist's playbook. Like she was saying all of the things that like if you were like in couples therapy kind of thing. And the psychiatrist was sitting next to her, like whispering in her ear, like, this is the emotionally healthy thing for you to say right now. And that only lasted for like two weeks until, you know, she sort of slipped back into her old habits. And then it took a while for me to break through her walls. And the, the really fascinating thing is that this is exactly what the twin flame journey teaches, wow. that it's the whole runner and chaser dynamic. And that only when the feminine stops chasing, not just in the physical, not just like when you stop sending her messages and when you stop sending emails and when you stop trying to get her, but when you stop chasing energetically. It was only at the time when I finally was ready to move on. So I wasn't sending out that energy of need or desperation into the other dimensions or whatever it is. That's when she was able to get back in touch. And what I found, because that was, um, I'd say about actually just about, yeah, just about a year ago, maybe 13, 14 months ago that she got back in touch. And since then, it has been a constant um, progression of through the unconditional love that I have learned to truly give. And unconditional love is what this is all based on. It's, it's actually unconditional self-love is the foundation of the twin flame journey. Mm. And by developing enough unconditional self-love, I was able to develop enough unconditional love for her where I didn't need anything from her. I didn't expect anything from her. I could love her from afar or I could love her when she was in front of me and I could love her without trying to change her kind of things. Mm. It is only through a true mastery of of that like i love myself enough that i don't need her validation and i love her so much that i'm willing to give her the comfort the guidance the support that she needs at any given time that i was able to start breaking through her walls and with every bit of progression that happened as every time i was able to let go a little bit that's when she came closer to me so the more that i was sending her messages the more that she would ghost out on me but every time i would finally truly in my soul go you know what this isn't healthy for me and i love her and i wish her all the best but i'm just going to go on with my life now because i'm finally living my purpose every time i reached that sort of state that and like i'm not going to message her again that's when she would message me wow. and what happened um interesting because like there have been you know seven or eight stages of that seven or eight levels at least of when mm. that sort of happened and what happened most recently was so I, I've gotten my course, um, I've gotten my coaching, and I've got my books. Um, the first one is Feelings First Shadow Work. And that's where I teach the, the main fo uh, foundational principles of self-love and inner healing and all that sort of stuff. And so until recently, despite my unconditional self-love and unconditional love for her, I was still trying to push my healing on her a little bit because I knew that she's in pain. I knew that she has a lot to deal with. And I, you know, I desperately wanted her to to take my lessons you know mm. to to try and learn to get out of her pain but i kept on realizing and growing and, and recognizing that, like look 
why am I trying to push this on her? It's it's not about me. It, it shouldn't matter to me. Like I, you can't. I can't force someone to heal, and I already know that. So when I managed to pull back, and I finally said this to her, because like I sent her one long email. She went through something. I sent her a long email, giving her my two cents on it and what's actually happening beneath the surface and the emotional cycles and the traumas and all of that that sparked it. And even though she very much appreciated it, because we had gotten to that level in our in our relationship where she acknowledges that I'm helping people and she trusts me and she wants my guidance. After I sent it, I finally realized to myself, like, why am I pushing this on her? Why am I making so many presumptions and assumptions and trying to like, I very well know that I can only help people that want to be helped. Mm -hmm. So why am I doing this? And so I then apologized to her for like, look, this isn't my place. I'm glad that you appreciated my insight and whatever, but I'm sorry. And I'm going to try and stop doing that. And now that I did that, she's reading my book wow. and she wants to take my course. So it was, it's, this is the, like, this is where people need to start trying to see the wisdom of the twin flame journey instead of looking at the twin flame because mm -hmm. the wisdom of the twin flame journey teaches us that the feminine is putting out this energy of desperation and the energy of desperation that she is putting out or he in this case because that was me but that the divine feminine is putting out is a reflection of her own pain that's what i was saying before that i was desperately seeking love and validation because I was in pain. And the more that I learned how to heal that and pull it back and to stop sending out these particular energies, the more that she was able to come towards me. So imagine this in the terms of energy where you like magnetism, like I was putting out a negative energy, not negative in terms of bad necessarily, but mm -hmm. negative in terms of negative and positive of magnetism. So when I'm putting out a negative energy, then her energy can't encroach on mine because I'm repelling. I guess that's, mm -hmm. that's a better word for it. instead of a negative energy it's a repelling energy. I was pushing out love by desperately seeking it. And she was desperately pushing out love to protect herself from feelings. And the more that I was able to reverse my own energy to phase shift it, as you will. Sorry, I'm a sound engineer. That's that's, you know, when you flip a sound wave upside down, that's phase shifting. So I was pulling out a repelling energy, but with enough healing and with enough growth and with enough introspection, I was able to stop putting out that energy and turn it into an attraction energy and that's when she was able to come to me and it keeps on happening every time she comes towards me and i push a little bit more to drag her in she creates more space and every time i turn around in the other direction and start walking that's when she follows me it's it's sort of mm -hmm. <laughs> i hope that this isn't a little bit insulting to her if she hears um, but the way that i word it it's like trying to get an abused puppy to come home with you you know, if you approach it and you're like, "Ooh, I want to I want to hug you and kiss you and please approach <laughs> it. It's scared because right. it has been abused in the past. So it's going to run away. But if you stay calm and you turn around and you just kind of start walking at a slow pace so that they can follow you, then they might do so. Mm. And these are all just the kinds of lessons of emotional dynamics that the twin flame journey is trying to teach us. And the thing is that just so many people get stuck. They like, they hear the superficial levels of this wisdom, but they're still so stuck on this person that they don't move on to those next steps, even when they kind of think they do. 
So a lot of people get stuck in that over-romanticized version of what twin flames are supposed to be and about like, oh, well, we're meant to be, we're meant to be together and I can't fulfill my mission or my duty or my life's purpose unless I'm with this person. And there mm. is, you know, a certain power that comes with being with your twin flame. There's, there's a sort of, you know, emotional frequency that can only really be achieved when you're with that person. So we, we get lost in this idea that like, me and this person are meant to be together and nothing else can happen unless it's not. And like, one of the things that I tell people sometimes, because I myself, I'm still figuring out what the full course of this twin flame journey is because she did in fact wake me up. She did in fact push me onto my healing journey. She did in fact, not, not through anything she did directly, but just through the pain and the love that I felt for her. So it, even if you are meant to be together, it's very possible that you have a whole life to live before that happens. Mm. You know, yeah. it might be the case that her and I are meant to be together 40 years from now. Yeah. And I have heard stories of twin flames who have done that, who have been separated for 30 years. But like, wow. and you know, we hear this with the twin flame journey also, that everything happens in divine timing and that what we look at as, you know, a short amount of time on earth is is very different from what is seen as a short amount of time from the fifth dimensional perspective. So to our fifth dimensional higher selves, 30 years is a snap. It <laughs> right. happens like that. So when we hear from our higher selves, from divine spirit, from whatever it is, however you want to look at it, they're like, oh, it's happening soon. You're, you're almost there. You're <laughs> almost there. They might be saying you're almost there on a timeline of the last hundred lives that you lived. Right. But we hear you're almost there. And when it doesn't happen within three months, we're like, Jesus, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> An 1111 prayer from Shanta Gabriel at spiritlibrary.com. Archangels of light and the divine presence of all that is. As I prepare to be guided through this 1111 gateway of self-mastery, I ask that the light of divine love clear any disharmony within my energy field. I willingly let go of the burdens of old beliefs so I may stand in my truth and move freely through the gateways to unity consciousness. Within the spaciousness of my cleared energy field, I ask that it be filled with the power of courage, clarity, and commitment. I ask to receive and embody divine light, grounding the presence of well-being into the earth to assist its evolution. I join with the angelic dimensions and the millions of those who work in the light of the divine as we are led through the 1111 gateway. I know that as one is lifted up, all are uplifted. I now allow new patterns of exalted light energy to empower my integration of oneness, union within my human form with the divine. I awaken in your light and embrace the divine gifts being offered to me now with supreme gratitude. I gratefully receive the connection to my soul's gifts. As I bring loving awareness and respect for the earth into my consciousness, all of humanity awakens. For this and all the blessings I am receiving, I say thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. Another thing the Twin Flame Journeys teaches us 
is that you and this person have been on this journey for lifetimes. You've mm. been circling around each other, trying to find your way back together. And this is where we get to the point where, look, I don't know exactly how much of this is true. All that I know for certain is that my love for this person sparked my awakening, sparked by the, the pain of being apart from her. Because when I was, when we were in that bliss stage, I definitely felt the magic of the spirituality, but I didn't recognize it. So it was mm -hmm. the, the love that I felt for her and the pain of being apart from her that sparked my awakening. It was in fact my love for her that pushed me onto this healing journey. It was in fact the pain and the love for her that pushed me into my mission work and into this healing and into mm -hmm. my true power and into everything that I'm doing. And I, I'll be honest with you, the impact that I've had on people's lives through my teaching and through my coaching has been so miraculous that mm. I cannot deny the awakening that happened through this twin flame journey. Yeah. Like it, it is absolutely impossible that I could be as good as I am at helping people heal their wounds. People who have been in therapy for decades, mm. people who have been suicidal for years, who within eight weeks of working with me, learn how to wake up happy and wow. say that like, oh, my baseline of happiness isn't going anywhere. People who have tried six different therapists before they found me and then finally learned, like one, one of my clients said, like after working with me, that he realized that his time in therapy was really just like, it was an expensive place to cry, but it never mm. gave him the tools that he needed. So yeah. the fact that this awakening gave me the tools and the wisdom basically out of nowhere, to be able to help people heal proves to me that certain elements of the twin flame journey are real because it is impossible that I could be this good at helping people if the journey that led to it wasn't real. But which elements of it were real, which of it were, were a bit of a lie. Like I also tell people a lot of the times what I've learned through the twin flame journey is that the universe is not above lying to you to get you to where you need to be. So there were elements of my relationship with her elements of this journey that like at the time I believed 100% were true that then very clearly turned out not to be true, but were absolutely essential for getting me to where I needed to be. And that's where things just start getting weird. You know, it's, this is the, that, that search that I've been on to find the line between where is reality and where is spirituality and where yeah. is the connection between the two. And it's, yeah, it's, it's been one hell of a journey. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it sounds like it. I feel like people are so obsessed with twin flames and from everything that you've been saying, it sounds like the journey of it is a lot about surrender. It's about healing and people are like you were saying focused on the wrong things and i mean it makes me feel like maybe we should stop focusing on it altogether just kind of put it out of our minds and just live our life yeah absolutely the, the way that i look at it by the time you're firstly by the time you're ready to be with your twin flame you won't need to be with them anymore because you will have developed that amount of unconditional self-love that's that's mm. what this is all about um, but it absolutely is about the journey. It's not about the person. So yeah. the way that I look at it now is there are many ways to experience a spiritual awakening. And for some of us who have a particular mission in this lifetime, we chose the twin flame journey as our awakening method. That's what it was. Like you can have, you know, an awakening through a near-death experience. You can have it through psychedelics. You can have it through deep meditation, through a, a kundalini awakening. There are all of these different methods 
that we can have a spiritual awakening through. And for some of us, that is the twin flame journey. And the real point of me saying that is that, like I said, I am at least a little bit uncertain at this point whether or not this this woman has anything to do with it. What what the spiritual, like the twin flame journey is between me and my higher self. Mm. It's between me and the universe. And the universe uses this person as, you know, a tool for your awakening. Because here's another thing that the twin flame journey teaches us. And I want people to really try and focus on all these things that I'm saying. What does the twin flame journey teach us as opposed to what is a twin flame? What is all that? So One of the things that the twin flame journey is trying to teach us is that this other person is you. You are connected, like Mm. it sort of teaches us that you and this person are one singular soul, that you are already connected at the fifth dimensional level. And this is a perfect example of, there's a romantic view of that where, oh, it means that we're together and we're meant to be together and I love her so much and like, oh my God, it just means that our souls are intertwined or whatever. And that's the the romantic version of it. But there's an important lesson in this that a lot of people don't really fully grasp. If you are this person, if this other person is a reflection and a representation of you, then your relationship with them is actually your relationship with yourself. If you want to attract them back into your life, then focus on your relationship with yourself. Because any way in which you're pushing them away, you're actually pushing yourself away. Any way in which you're desperately seeking love from them, you're actually desperately seeking love from yourself. The universe is trying to show you this by saying, hey, here's this person outside of you that actually represents a part of yourself. So are you going to see through the veil and actually turn your attention to yourself because that's what you're learning here? Or are you going to miss the point and stay in this world of duality and focus on this other person? Because if this person is you, then your connection with them is inside of you. So focus inwards. As long as you are focusing externally on this other person, you're completely missing the point. Mm. And then we are supposed to extrapolate from that and recognize that, wait a minute, it's not just this other individual person. It's everyone. Everyone outside of me is a reflection of myself. Mm -hmm. My relationship with everyone in my life is actually a reflection of my relationship with myself. And that is the lesson that this twin flame journey is trying to teach you. It's trying to teach you unconditional self-love by making you so desperately in love with someone outside of yourself while simultaneously telling you this other person is you. And if you understand that, then you're going to stop focusing on this other person. You're going to start turning your attention into yourself. And you are eventually going to realize that if you want this other person to be in your life, you need to love yourself unconditionally. And then you will eventually realize that in order to love myself unconditionally, I need to love other people unconditionally as well. Because if I'm not loving this person unconditionally, then I'm not loving myself unconditionally. It's trying to get you past this paradox of duality. This whole me versus you conception that like spiritual awakening is all about recognizing that we're all one, right? We all exist as sort of separate entities of a singular consciousness. And that is what the twin flame journey is trying to teach you. It's saying to you, hey, here is this other person that you desperately seek love from, but this other person is you. 
They are your soul. They are this other half of you. And when you learn to truly live from that point of view, where everyone outside of you actually is you and where if you want to have what you want in this life, you first need to develop unconditional self-love, that is when you will become the most powerful version of yourself. That is when you will step into your mission work and your role on this planet to help other people during this time of ascension that we are all said to be going through. Twin Flames are here on a mission. That's, that's the story. That's the narrative. So again, are you going to focus on this person or are you going to focus on the narrative and the wisdom that the twin flame journey is trying to teach you? That's what this is all about. That's beautiful. And I have seen that work out in my own life and I didn't even have the parameters of any kind of twin flame going on. I really don't know much about it. Like I said earlier, but I always tell people that learning to love myself saved my marriage yeah. because we were going to get a divorce and I started working, doing shadow work, started going and doing DBT counseling and by going inward and coming to terms with a lot of trauma from my past, I learned to love myself deeper than I'd ever loved myself before. And then I wasn't looking to my husband to make me feel good about my life anymore. I had it already inside of me. And we, we were able to get back together and we've been married 25 years now and we love each other more now than we did probably the first 15 years of, of the marriage. And it all came from loving myself. And that's why I do what I do outside of my podcast. That's why I'm helping people too. And that's why I'm, I do a lot of the same things you do. I do yeah. shadow work with my clients and I do hypnosis and I do all these things to try to help people heal because I saw that it changed my life. And then you saw as you change your life, as you develop that unconditional self-love, it gives you the ability to react differently and to treat yep. people differently, which then opens up a whole other world. And then so to continue on then what the twin flame journey teaches, it's that when the divine feminine has reached a certain point in her healing, that's when the masculine can awaken and come back and start their journey. So that's the frustrating mm -hmm. thing about what the twin flame journey teaches us is like the, the feminine needs to get to like 99% of the way through her journey before the masculine can even wake up and do that. And that's what happened with me. And I'm guessing that to an extent, that's what happened with you and your husband also, that when you learned how to stop reacting to your triggers, yeah. you were able to treat him in a different way, which then showed him that like, oh, I'm safe here. I can express myself. I can feel myself. I can be myself in front of this person. I don't need to hold up these defense mechanisms the way that I do against everyone else in the world, which then allows him to settle into his own self. Is that accurate at all? Mind blown. Maybe my husband is my twin flame. Well, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, here's, here's the thing. Once you get to the point of the journey that you or I are at, doesn't matter, the labels right? don't exactly the labels don't matter mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter who's who and as i was saying that like realistically what the twin flame journey is trying to teach us is how to interact with everyone on this yeah, planet yeah. the twin flame the person that you call your twin flame is mainly just a tool for your awakening and this is mm. where now like on the one hand, I fully know that the twin flame journey is real because it led me to this point and it's impossible that i could be this good at helping people if it wasn't blah 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 but there's also just 
general psychology behind it that now that I'm not getting triggered anymore and I can treat her mm. with a particular level of, uh, of unconditional love for her and self-love with myself that the rest of the twin flame journey just starts playing out naturally whether or not twin flames are real mm. you get what I'm saying because yeah. there is just some basic psychology here that we are all projecting our pain onto the world yeah. and you know everyone on this earth I like to say we're, we're playing the anger game where we're all carrying this anger and this fear and this guilt and shame inside of us with unresolved emotions that we never dealt with. And what happens is one person gets triggered in the world and they project their anger onto someone else because they are not ready to feel their anger. So someone gets angry at me. And when they get angry at me, I get defensive because I don't want to feel the in emotions that they are sparking through me right now. So I get angry back at them and them because they don't want to feel their feelings get angry back at me and I get angry back at them and they get angry <laughs> back at me and back and forth and back and forth and that's what's happening and all it takes is one person who is able to break through that cycle mm. so that when someone gives me anger I don't get triggered in the same way and I don't need to give them anger back so when they give me anger and I give them back nothing but love that plays out in a few one of a few different ways either it actually like option a is it really pisses them off <laughs> i'm sure you must have experienced yeah. this at some time or like someone Absolutely. who is belligerently yeah someone who is just so determined <laughs> to be angry at you that like when you don't get angry back at them it confuses them it pisses them off because they're right. used to the anger game they're used to other people getting angry back at them and when you don't give it to them it frustrates them even more because they don't know how to play with you right now mm -hmm. they want you to get angry so that they can keep getting angry so that's option number one is they're going to get even more pissed off at you and you're just kind of going <laughs> to smile at them and, and walk away or option b is as i just said it gives them that one opportunity for the first time in their life maybe to see whoa i'm getting angry at this person and here they are giving me nothing back but love which means that at a subconscious level, they can start acknowledging, whoa, I'm safe. Mm. I don't have to defend myself right here. So all of a sudden they're gonna let their walls down. Mm. And it took me probably six months of giving her that unconditional love after we she got back in touch. So six months after all of our separation, after all that stuff, when she finally got back in touch and I was in my higher power and my unconditional love, um, six months of me just being so unbelievably calm and patient mm. and understanding and caring and supportive for her before she was fully able to let down her walls. And, you know, there were times in which it was actually really interesting. She would not jokingly get angry at me for breaking through her walls. <laughs> so like we would have these like really sweet interactions um, where I was able to get her to like say these really sweet things and to express herself and to speak honestly. And then she would do that for like 10 or 15 minutes before like she realized that she oh, was doing no. <laughs> that. And then she would be like, no, shut up, stop making like, you know, she would get a little angry <laughs> that I managed to to break through.
So it takes a lot of unconditional self-love for ourselves to show other yeah. people that they are safe. And at that point, it doesn't matter who your twin flame is or not, because you start being able to bring that energy to everyone in your life. And that is why people like you and me are here. Mm. Like the healing work that we do, the actual, you know, for you, it's hypnosis or the shadow work. For me, it's the shadow work and the teaching, all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I generally feel like to a large extent, that is secondary. You know, the, the primary thing is simply that we learn how to live through love. You know, yeah. you don't need to be a healer like you and I are in order right. to have this impact. You can be a, a clerk at the grocery store. Absolutely. But if you treat everyone that you encounter with that level of unconditional love, like even if you're the cashier at the grocery store, there are going to be some people who show up really angry and really frustrated and they want to complain and they want their coupons and they want to yell at you and they want to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and if you are able to be that one person in their life that yep. doesn't get angry back at them, then they can start opening up and that has an impact. Definitely. Yeah. This has been a really great conversation and I really appreciate just all of your great insight on this. And I know you have mentioned your book, Feelings First Shadow Work, A Simple yeah. Approach to Self-Love and Emotional Mastery. So yeah. where do people find your book? Okay. Awesome. Um, so you can find it on, on Amazon or on any major retailers. If you want the physical book, um, you know, Amazon it's, there is the audio book also. So it's available on audible and, you know, basically any major retailer, but if you buy it through my website, you can get either the online version, the PDF and, or the audio book, you're going to get it for a little bit cheaper and you get some bonuses with it. It comes with a couple of my webinars. It comes with 10 guided meditations and it comes wow. with five manifest audio tracks so that's at benji slash ff book and there's also a second book by the way 10 mind hacks for quicker emotional mm. healing um so you can package those together and just really the response but feelings for a shadow work that's where you guys want to start and the responses that i've been getting from it have just been so mind-blowing and so awesome it's Amazing. really these books were channeled through me it's phenomenal. Yeah. Wonderful. And are you on any social media where people can go and follow you? Uh, yeah, I would say people uh, on, on Facebook. I've got my group, which is called Self-Love and Shadow Work, Modern Awakenings. You can find us there. I'm always doing posts, sometimes some live videos. There's a whole group, a whole community of people who are going through this same healing journey. So uh, yeah, if you resonated with anything we were talking about today, you're going to find a whole group of like-minded people in there. Wonderful. It has just been a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Given us a lot to think about. And do you have any final words for us? Um, really, I just want to say, you know, thanks for joining us. If you're on this channel, if you're watching to this, listening to this podcast, then you're on the spiritual journey, same as us. And as weird and confusing as it is sometimes, know that the journey is real. The things that happen during the journey, the things that we believe may or may not be. The universe is not above lying to you a little bit to get you to where you need to be. But I can promise you that the journey itself is real. Spirituality is real. So know that there's at least nuggets of truth there and just keep on searching, keep on healing. That's what this is all about. Unconditional self-love. Beautiful. As always, I'd love to hear what our listeners think about this episode's topics. 
So if you go to our podcast website, you can comment on this very episode with your thoughts and questions. You can even click that little microphone. You can send me a voice message. I might just use it on a future episode. Take care, y'all, and be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.